Hello, welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan, and on this episode, we're starting a new series, diving into some post-trade period best 22s for the 2023 season, starting off with the Adelaide Crows alphabetical order, as is normally the case with these sorts of things. I'll be taking into account the trade period ins and outs, as well as looking at uh, maybe some young guys that have potential that might look to move into that best 22 now that they've had a couple of pre-seasons under their belt. Obviously, retirements, delistings um, open up a couple of spots as well, but you've just got the natural progression of a football team, better players, younger players, players with more promise, making their way into the team um, in place of guys that have probably passed their prime and towards the end of their career. Starting off the Adelaide Crows, their trade period was relatively straightforward, but I think they'd be pretty happy with it after Isaac Rankin nominated them as his preferred destination. So basically there was a little bit of a later pick slide, but I'll ignore that to simplify it. They basically traded pick five in this year's draft for Isaac Rankin. Isaac Rankin was pick three back in 2018, probably a little bit high in that draft just given the position he plays, but he's a highly skilled player and we definitely haven't seen the best of him so far. So Rankin comes into the team, pick five goes out, and then Billy Frampton, who was probably a depth player, not getting the opportunities that he would have liked. Um, he, he was a bit of a swing man, played forward and back, um, looks to be settling into that backline position, and Collingwood were keen on him, so the Crows have traded Frampton for their 2023 next year's draft third rounder. Um, that's all as far as trades are concerned. Um, Luke Brown is the only retirement so far. No delistings yet. Uh, interesting, I guess. The Rankin will come in for that list spot that Frampton um, departed. But with a relatively young team, you'd, you'd suspect that the Crows aren't going to have heaps of turnover, more development years getting put into these young guys. So those were the ins and outs. Uh, looking at their best 22. Starting in the back line, as I'll do for all of these videos, we've got Tom Duday, absolute lock, their best defender. Um, he's about 190 centimetres, so he can't play on the absolute tools. He can a little bit, but he, he's obviously undersized when he does that. Much better in that intercepting role, but also very composed, distributing the ball off half-back. Plays a very similar position to Tom Stewart. Doesn't get as much recognition. He's probably not as good as Tom Stewart, but he's not as far off as many people think. And then holding down the key position post, I've got Nick Murray and Jordan Butts. Oh, I've just realized I put in the same photo for both of them, which is funny and probably apt because I can't I can't really differentiate them that much. They're similar players. Um, Murray, I think, is a little bit quicker maybe, but not really much to uh, difference between the two of them, both about 195 to 200 centimeters tall, about 195. And nothing flash with these two. They're just your typical lockdown defenders. Um, not a huge intercepting game from either. They'll just try and beat their opponent and then... Hopefully the other Adelaide defenders can win the ball back and then try and rebound with it. Uh, in the other back pocket, I've got Brady Smith. He was Adelaide's chief rebounder, but Jordan Dawson coming into the team has probably pushed him back um, a rung in, as far as that role is concerned. Brings me to Dawson. Um, he's another lock in this team. He had a fantastic year, first year at the Crows, and they're looking to bring in, hopefully, another great recruit in Isaac Rankin. But Dawson's long kicking. His intercept marking's also strong. He just works really hard, covers the ground well, and um, is a beautiful kick, so you want him with the footy in his hands. Last but not least, this is when it got a little bit tight. I got Chase Jones playing that lockdown um, defender role on the smalls, uh, on a dangerous small forward. Duda probably could also play this role. But you probably want to free him up a little bit. I think Jones 
he's steady, um, solid. He was pick 10, I think, or pick, yeah, high pick, first round pick back in 2018. Probably doesn't come on as well as they'd like, but I think he's solid enough and um, they look to like him. He's been getting lots of games. And then on the bench for the defenders, I've got Patrick Parnell. This was a tough one, probably a couple of guys that could have been put in this position, but uh, like Wayne Miller, you got Will Hamill as well, who looks like a good type. Um, they had Josh Worrell as well. He's more of a key defender. So they've got a little bit of key defensive stocks, a few smaller defenders, but no one really jumping off the park. And there's probably one spot left in that defense, um, one spot on field and a bench spot if someone can really come along and take it. So that's the back line as I see it for next season. Probably the weakest line for the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, key defenders. <laughs> Just laughing. <laughs> Can't believe I did that. Same picture for both. That's funny. Yeah, they've like their mid-sized defenders are very good, but they don't really have any small defenders, and they don't have great key defenders. Especially Daniel Talia was probably a similar type defender, just locked down, um, not really winning the ball back, but he was a higher quality than um, Marion Butts. Hopefully, these two can keep developing, but at this stage, you'd see that as an area of improvement in their list. Moving on to the midfield now. Uh, starting on the wing, I've got Jake Saligo. First year last season, I thought he was really impressive. Liked him coming through the draft. He's a good ball user. He's really clean. He tackles well, and he looks like he's a good runner. Gets out into space and looks like a pretty complete midfielder, to be honest, even though he's a little bit on the smaller side. But, yeah, makes good decisions. Classy, but also defensively is good as well. Roy Laird, um, yeah, guaranteed lock. Probably their best player at the moment. Just works hard all day in the midfield. Used to... Do similar things across halfback now that he's in the midfield. He's still winning heaps of the ball, applying lots of pressure. Probably not as damaging as some other midfielders, but he's a necessary piece. And probably if you've got a guy playing that role, he's as good as uh, many of those guys um, as a pure insider. I've got Lockie Scholl on the other wing. This was tough as well. They're probably missing a genuine winger. Um, comes down maybe to Paul Seedsman's concussion. Not sure if he'll come back. The stuff I heard sounded like it was it was pretty terminal and he'll probably retire. But if he can get back into the team, he definitely takes a wing spot. He was fantastic and a good recruit from Collingwood. Long running, long kicking. Um, and on the bench for the wing, in that wing rotation, I've got Jackson Haley. Slightly unusual, probably more of a natural inside midfielder, but he found himself on the wing and was actually acquitted himself pretty well. Yeah, he got... Playing relatively high game time, getting out into space for a few marks, but he's also yeah able to tackle and, and compete on the inside. Maybe, I think defensively was a knock on him, defensive attitude. But yeah, hopefully, you know, in his third season at the club now, you can see a little bit of progression on that um, promise. He was, I think, another first round pick in that 2018 draft. In the ruck, got Riley O'Brien, no real competition here. Got Kieran Strauchan, not sure how to say it, coming through. But I think Riley O'Brien, yeah... He he finished the year pretty well. He's not a, he's never going to be a superstar. He's just a good competitor, and that like I don't know, similar to an Ancurvis, probably not as physical as an Ancurvis, but that that sort of ruckman that just gives you a good contest and uh, in the air and ground level and and won't get beaten soundly on the day. Uh, moving into the inside midfielders to complement Laird, we've got Ben Keys, really really hard worker. Uh, obviously his finishing, a lot of people talk about that isn't 
probably up to the standard of a AFL level midfielder, but that's okay. He'll keep working on that. And he, he just competes and would set really high training standards. You can tell by the way he plays that he obviously works really hard uh, during the week and during the off season. And lastly, Sam Berry, impressive youngster, second season, um, really cemented his spot in that midfield. Uh, the, the issue with the Crows, and a few people have talked about this, door slamming in the background, is they've got very similar midfielders. Uh, that's the reason why Crouch was pushed out of the team in the end, is they've got a lot of guys like Laird, Laird and Barry, very similar players, like nuggety tackle machines, good at distributing by hand, but don't really have the breakaway speed to get those dangerous sort of front of contest clearances. Keys does have that speed, but then once he gets out the front, doesn't really have the polished hitter target. So they, they'd be looking for a guy like Saligo's probably got that class if he can move into the midfield and then we'll have a look at the forward line soon, but they've got a couple of dangerous small forwards that if they could rotate them through, probably provide that speed power out the front of the stoppage and then that finishing, delivering to a target inside 50. But yeah, Barry second year, massive tackler, the leading tackler in the AFL, I'm pretty sure, which is impressive in his second year. And yeah, he'll put up some big numbers. Keep a watch on him in fantasy this year. Uh, and then on the bench, we've got Matt Crouch. This is tough as well. We've got Schoenberg in the reserves. got um, Pedler, Braden Cook, Zach Taylor I really liked from last year's draft. I think he'll probably get... He'll either get usurped or he'll make his way back in the team, obviously. But it it seems like Matthew Nix just isn't a fan of him. So I can't see too much of a future for him in the Adelaide Crows. But also, no one seemed interested in a trade. So could be the end for Matt Crouch. Like a lot of these sort of like slow inside ball winners that aren't damaging, um, we're starting to see them not as valued in the AFL system, I guess. The game's moved away from that like rolling ball stoppage game due to the rule changes. So these guys that can win the ball contest after contest aren't as valuable just because there aren't as many of those contests. Now moving into the forward line, this is probably a, the strongest line for the Adelaide Crows, starting off Joshua Shelley, um, second year now, started on fire and then sort of burnt out a little bit towards the end, few injuries, that's very, very common for a first-year player, so don't be disheartened with that. Kicks the ball beautifully, he can kick it about 60 metres off a couple of steps, very impressive. He's got really strong hands, he's clean, he knows where the goals are and he isn't afraid to take a shot at goal, so I really like that. Taylor Walker, um, just another key forward, playing really, really well into his early 30s to mid-30s. I'd expect another really strong season from him. Hits up at the ball really well. He's got great hands, and he kicks the ball beautifully off both feet. Ned McHenry, um, probably a bit of a fringe option, but got him in there for his pressure. Just love the way he attacks the ball. Um, got hit pretty hard in a contest like, uh, this season and just got straight back up. The crowd love him. I'm guessing his teammates love him. He just brings that energy to the forward line or wherever he's playing. Next up, Isaac Rankin. Probably should have checked the spelling. I'm not sure if that's it. Probably a double. I don't know. I don't know if that's better. I'll double check that. Obviously, the uh, trade coming in from the Gold Coast Suns. Really, really classy player. Really, really clean. Can finish as well. Can set up teammates. Just got awesome footy sense and... He'll add heaps to this forward line, especially him and Rochelle coming back in. Hopefully, full preseason, injury-free. Those are some some of the best small forwards in the comp and both really young, not even in their prime yet. Darcy Fogarty, another guy who's moving into his prime, started to show signs. I think he was 2016 draftee. 
Another first round pick, but you know, key forwards take a bit longer to develop. He's not that big, similar to Taylor Walker, but he's just so strong and once again kicks the ball really, really well. With these Adelaide forwards, they're not going to need as many opportunities as some of the other forward lines in the competition, just because they're such good finishers. Rochelle, Walker, Rankin, Fogarty, all beautiful kicks of the footy. McHenry applying that pressure, so is McAdam. And then McAdam probably providing a little bit in the air, um, which he'll probably need to do when when they're playing those two keys, because both Walker and Fogarty, not huge, you know, pack mark players. They're more get the ball on the lead or outmuscle an opponent in one-on-one. But McAdam is one that can take a flying mark and um, has shown that getting a few Mark of the Year nominations. And finishing off with Riley Thilthorpe on the bench. Will play, I see his best position being in the ruck, but he can easily be a very good forward. Um, so he'll be able to give O'Brien a bit of a spell going to the ruck, maybe 20% of the game, 15, 20% of the game, and play the rest of the game as a forward or on the bench. Um Again, like really skillful player. I really like these three tools because they're not out of the game at all when the ball hits the ground. Thilthorpe in particular has got awesome agility and acceleration for a big guy. Uh, Got great handballing skill as well. That's why I see him better as a ruckman, probably more of a follow-up ruckman. But if he does get a crack in the forward line, we've seen he's kicked five goals on debut. He's, He's got strong hands and that acceleration can make him pretty dangerous on the lead. Um, he's re- also really agile and got good sort of kicking agility, able to kick around around his body and kick goals that most big guys aren't able to. So that's my best 22 for the Adelaide Crows. Let me know if you've got any changes. Um, any Adelaide fans will probably have kept a closer eye on them than me. If there's any guys that you think probably deserve to be in there uh, more than the ones I have. Looking at their draft, trading out that pick five's meant they're a little bit light on. In the draft coming up, their earliest pick is pick 23. One guy I've identified is Adam DeLoyer. He was the MVP for South Australia at the National Champs. I really like him personally. The only thing is he's so similar to the guys that they've already got. Like a really hard, good tackler. Um, and his his weapon, I guess, is his cleanliness and his ability to distribute by hand out of the contest. Adelaide already have heaps of those guys. So whether they'll still look at him, I think he's probably... Um, the best player, if he's still available at 23, he'll be one of the best players and definitely the best South Australian player available at that pick. Um, looking at their, yeah, their best 22 and then their list and their depth. There's a few guys. I mentioned Seedsman. It'd be great if he could get back into the team. There's a couple of good young mids coming through. Pedler, Taylor, Braden Cook's probably more of a flanker. He can be a dangerous forward. He's, yeah, got more, got a bit of X factor. So it'd be awesome if he could make his way into the team. Fisher Mackesy. Yeah, pick four or five from 2019 draft. Hasn't really shown anything yet. Been playing in the reserves a lot. So they've got some key defensive depth. Um, The areas I've identified for them is uh, key forward depth. They've got Lockie Gallant, who actually was quite impressive towards the end of the year. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with the mix of Walker, Fogarty and Thilthorpe. Obviously Walker, quite close to the end of his career. When he retires, they'll have quite a good young uh, forward crop. Lucky Glant, quite skinny still, but it looks like he's got a few tricks. And yeah, you've got guys like Schoenberg, Zach Taylor, as I mentioned before, really like him, uh, potentially moving through the midfield, um, Luke Pedler. So yeah, key forward depth potentially in this draft. I don't think there's heaps and there won't be any really available at their picks unless um, the young guy called Tom Scully, who was ranked really highly in the 
all Australian under 18 team, um, but he seemed to have dropped off towards the end of the year. So maybe if he really slides, they could have a throw at the stumps with him. Yeah, mixed cricket analogy there. Um, but other than that, maybe uh, outside mid, like I mentioned, they've got lots of these inside guys. So if they could get like a genuine outside mid with class, maybe a bit of speed and um, can bring that, yeah, kicking skills and outside work to the team, I think that'd be really good for them. And thirdly would be a general defender, as I mentioned before. Probably they've got a couple of guys that can do the job, but no one really jumping out. And um, especially with Luke Brown retiring, he was really solid. Um, and they would probably like, yeah, a guy, probably not going to spend a high draft pick, but just someone that's disciplined, stick to task, would be good. Anyway, that's Adelaide Crows, best 22 for 2023 post-trade period. Hope you enjoy it. Let me know in the comments if you'd make any changes to it. Adios.